Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am recording at the fancy Feral Audio Studios. I have an awesome guest. Uh, she's a writer, a musician, an actor, a gamer, many other high-quality nouns. It's Amy Vorpal. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So I'm so so glad to be here. <laughs> Why couldn't I think of that like emotional adjective? Uh, glad is the word. Are you sure? <laughs> were, you, were you searching for uh, a different emotion? I was reading a script, actually. <laughs> I am you very gave me. <laughs> happy. No. I don't believe the happy. Let's go flat. That sounds believable. Yeah. Uh, so you do a lot of different things. Yeah. What do you? What is your primary thing that you think of yourself as? As like a, a mm. creative flower? I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll go with creative flower. Yeah. That's a good question. I guess right now, like on the on the you know on my invoice, I say writer. So okay. right right now, I guess it's it's writer. But man, that has you know. It, I think I I feel like it's a weird, not even a balance thing. It's more like. I've got this orchestra, and then like people are getting solos every once in a while, and so right now <laughs> the writer is getting a solo. So <laughs> okay, yeah, nice long juicy solo. You're yeah. writing. Uh, is it Mothership for Mothership? Geek and Sundry? Yeah, for Geek and Sundry and Nerdist, and then, um, and then yeah, the Darren and Amy have to do a morning show that is. Uh, ProjectAlpha.com. It's their SVOD conglomerate platform. I know I'm already hurting myself trying to explain what it is, but um, it's a live show on their their version of what Hulu is. So yeah, it's their subscription service. That's right? the thing. But yeah. I like SVOD conglomerate because oh that definitely God. sounds like a I ship know. you'd have to blow up. I mean, up. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it, even though it's been a thing for for a year. Like I get, I don't know if you heard the aneurysm happening when I try to explain it to people. <laughs> yes. It's just a very visceral thing. Yeah. So in uh, Darren and Amy have to do a morning show. Mm-hmm. Is a morning show that you do live mm-hmm. on Project Alpha Monday mornings at eight a.m. Pacific. And as we're recording, uh, this will be released later. But as we're recording, yeah. it's a Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But you got up at like four a.m. and That's did right. a hyper energy filled morning show. Yes, we had a like real live rock band on and we like were <laughs> dancing. So it's um it's it's quite yeah, we, we get into it and we really exist at 8 a.m. when the rest of the world doesn't. <laughs> you exist. There. Yeah, we we live <laughs> at 8 a.m. Did no, it's uh, Darren DePaul, right? Darren DePaul, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Darren's awesome. He's been on the podcast before. Oh, cool. Yeah, he mentioned he mentioned that he knows you, which is cool. He does the voice of if any one knows Reinhardt on Overwatch is kind of his claim to fame even though he does voices for literally everything yeah yeah he's probably somewhere in your house voicing something right now <laughs> who knows maybe he's Alexa right now who knows uh, did they ask you for a, a morning show that was full of like energy and life because every photo I see of you and Darren like promoting it it looks like I hope their eyes are okay because they're just so big they're so <laughs> yeah. excited are they okay I don't think I blame Darren because if you've ever met him that man is a walking bundle of joy and I, I say that the <laughs> The ratio of energy to a size of a person doesn't actually make sense for him. Like yeah. he seems like he would be, he should be a giant based on the amount of energy that he, <laughs> you know, makes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, let's get into your obsession. Okay. Now you gave me a lot of uh, obsessions to yeah. pick from, and yeah. then I was like, oh, that's great, and I started to reply on email, mm-hmm. and then you said, no, OMG. Dating. Dating, dating. Well, because I had D&D, and that uh, 100% is an obsession, but... It's in the zeitgeist, man. Yeah. Like D and D is happening. So the other, the other, and everyone's always so interested in my dating life, and it is <laughs> rife with stories. So, <laughs> so are yeah. people? Are you being sarcastic, or are, do people ask you about no, your dating life? No, dating lot? and D and D are the most interesting things about my, me. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I didn't date, if I didn't date men, I I don't know what I would have to offer anyone really <laughs> well, <what>? as a human. <laughs> we listed all. So of these nouns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you feel like you're, did you answer that because you are obsessed with your dating life and romance and marriage and all yeah, of that? Yeah, I think or... my eyes really light up when I talk about dating. So people are like, ooh, tell me more. You know, like whatever it is. If I'm like, God, cooking is great. Everyone's like, oh, shit, that is great. Like, tell me more. But for me, I'm like, I went on a date. And they're like, oh, <laughs> man, tell me. Who is this human? Uh, so are you then 
Are you obsessed with it yourself, or are you obsessed with the fact that other people are obsessed with your dating life? That's a really good question. I know how it's coming across, but I am obsessed with... I will say I am obsessed. I want to meet the guy. I want to get married. Yeah. So I am okay. a little bit obsessed with that and and kind of the, you know, natural step in between being single and being married <laughs> is dating. So I by default I'm I'm obsessed with with dating. Okay. I have a twin sister who's married and I think that's and she's been married for the last seven years, so I think that's in my psyche, too, of like, come on, keep up, you know? Is it a competition thing? Um, you don't become a twin, or you're not born a twin and not instilled with an innate competitive spirit. So okay. I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. I, don't, I feel like maybe it's not a competition, but every... You know, if I'm looking at it from an outsider, of course it is. Okay. Yeah. Has have parents or anybody else framed it as a competition? No, like, no. Amy, your your twins married. What are you doing? No. If anything, it's like she's married and kid with kids. She run marathons. You don't have to do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're there's just an in, yeah. There's just an internal competition, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so when you told me that you wanted to talk about dating, yeah. I wrote this down because uh, you said I am really obsessed with dating and relationships and marriage and all that shit because it is so magical and. Esoteric to me. Okay, yes, that's 100% true. Okay, so just from that, I was uh, thinking that maybe this was going to be an obsession of like, oh, I'm so frustrated with dating. I don't get it. How does it all work? But it yeah. sounds like you are actively dating a lot and generating stories for friends. Yes, yes, I'm actively dating. It's still, it's still, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know what is happening or how to operate but I'm doing it you know like there there was a I, I was I was talking to my therapist and I was like okay I just don't know what and and they were like so you went on a date with the guy and you and I was like yeah the third date and and they were like well, that's dating. Like you're doing it. You're dating, and I was like, "Oh my god, I am." Um, so, so yeah. There's this like disconnect of like, I, yeah, I have to keep telling myself, "Yeah, I'm doing the thing that I'm trying to do." Like I'm doing it. There's not like this weird, like it feels like it should be more uh, it's mysterious. So in my brain, it's like this mysterious thing. But I'm doing it. Okay. I just have to keep reminding myself that. So when you when you review it like that, are you framing it as I am successfully dating because dating is a step toward marriage? Or are you thinking like, boy, I really enjoyed going to see that movie with Jacob or whatever you do? No, the first one for sure. I'm way more neurotic than a <laughs> than a, a normal person. So yeah, it's more it's more from an analytical point of view, unfortunately, okay. <laughs> for the men that I date. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you uh, are you. Are you dating multiple men? I mean, I, okay. I don't have. I don't want to get too yeah, personal if you I don't, don't wanna, want to. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about like who who I'm dating currently, just because I don't know if that's very fair. Yeah. But um, I I do try to date multiple people. I I definitely try to. Somebody said that that's very important. Like that, you know, before you get obsessed with a certain person, you should yeah. you know have have options and. Um, kind of spread out the neuroses, I guess. But but it always, I mean, and I don't know if it's the same age, it's, it's just with scheduling and stuff, it kind of always veers towards one person or another. I, I don't I don't know if I go on, I can't go on more than two dates a week, but I'm lucky if I even go on one date a week. Okay. Um, yeah. So that makes sense to me that you are, uh, uh, to use an old school term, playing the field yeah, in terms it. of just like you're, you're, you're going out with lots of different people to yeah. see who you like, what you like, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds to me like this is perhaps one of the most successful descriptions of dating that I've ever heard. Except, so what part- except for the fact that I've been single for five five years now. So okay. successful in a way that like, you know, like my therapist said, you are doing it. You're definitely doing it. But I'm still not meeting necessarily the the right person or I okay. haven't right. yet or ha- it hasn't turned into that yet. Okay. So yeah. you're being very successful at dating. Right. Your therapist said so. So it's I mean, true. <laughs> if, if they're wrong, I, I really don't know who else to turn to. I'm paying them so much money. <laughs> the therapist, right? That's right. Okay, good. Uh, so you're successfully dating, That's but right. to you, dating is a step uh, in the process, and you don't yeah. know if the the process is successful right now. Yeah, I'm of moving I, forward to a, a deeper relationship. I mean, here's what I have come to terms with: is that I can. 
All of this dating advice that people give you has nothing to do with meeting the right person and getting married. Okay. All of the dating advice that people give you is only to protect yourself and not have you go into a spiral and get heartbroken or you know lose weeks of your life pining over something that isn't going to work. So any dating advice that anyone gives you, um, it it has it doesn't even compare to. Ha- meeting the right person like there's because I'm like yeah if I met the right person I feel like I would just know what to do like it would be fine okay but and I and at the moment I, I just don't think that maybe that has happened or yeah like I don't know I don't know how to put it in my brain that way okay so the, like the magical and esoteric part of it is how do I go from I've gone on three dates with Tad and that's fine and fun. I love I'm just Tad. Keep... I love Tad. <laughs> Tad, where are you? Get in here and and be my husband. <laughs> Have you tried that? Have you tried just saying? Yeah, going on a podcast and like recruiting. <laughs> or just like uh, you know we've been out on three dates. Uh, for the fourth date, how about marriage? <laughs> oh man, I, there was a time when my brain worked exactly like that. I was either dating you. And I was in my head, mar- like in you know, getting married to you eventually, or I wasn't dating you. Like it was, it okay. was very binary. And I've actually been able to calm that that weird part of my brain down a okay. little bit. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me uh, that on one hand, it's interesting to hear somebody like very successfully date <laughs> because I don't, I don't feel like I hear a lot of people explain it that way. Either it's yeah. really like oh, it's so hard to meet people. I don't well, know how you meet people. I hate it when people say that and they say, oh, L.A. is the worst. You can't meet people in L.A. And I'm like, la, 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 la. I cannot listen to you. One, because <laughs> I know plenty of people who've met people and are in healthy relationships um, in L.A., people who are in the industry, people who may have met other places and are successfully here in L.A. However, whatever the situation, I know plenty of really successful, happy relationships um, in L.A. And I have to focus on that because if, if I don't, It'll just it'll it'll bum me out a little bit too much. Okay, so you're saying yeah. la 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 because you just you don't want to hear it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I but, don't I don't want to hear the how how hard it is to date in LA. But that hasn't been your experience, right? So because um, you are meeting people to go out on dates with. I'm meeting people to go out on dates with. That's right. I mean, they come with their share of. You know, character flaws and 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 wow, look at you as a person. Holy shit! Um, but but yeah, as far as I think, I think the my greatest claim to fame is that I'm still hopeful, optimistic. Um, I don't put a lot of pressure on whoever I'm seeing. Uh, I have at this point come to terms with like a pretty good. Uh, what my therapist has told me like to be a good interview process like i don't put all my eggs in one basket at all at once anymore um and yeah so it's like dating it's like dates to go on dates that's it like yeah. it's just a, it's just a date that's it okay yeah do you feel like you are closing yourself off from it becoming something more because you have managed to make it a sort of a, mm. a mechanical yeah, process I mean, of maybe maybe but but it's way I did it the other way and that didn't work like I did it the other way where I was like I love you immediately and they were like oh yeah yikes no thank you so this this way I think is a little healthier because it makes the opportunity for friendship a little higher too like maybe we jive really well but it doesn't um turn into anything like the it it just I'm, I'm able to like process people as people and then and then if it continues, then it'll just continue. And if it ends, then it'll end. But no one's, no, in my head, no one's getting like very hurt. Okay. Very quickly. Okay. Which, which is 100% what I used to do. It's like, we're in, right? And, and within two weeks, I'd be, yeah, we're in, right? Uh, I don't know. And then it would be devastating for another two weeks. And, and that was just a weird roller coaster that I just, you know. Yeah. Do anymore. Yeah. But no. but I but the other thing is analyzing and and having this um kind of process and like a little bit removed the, the way I think about it and this has worked for me very well instead of people are like my walls are up and then with you they're down instead what I have is my walls are up all the time I just have a fun little lobby <laughs> like where everyone can come in because believe it or not people will come into your freaking lobby whether you want them to or not so it's like well the lobby is a safe space where anything can happen and we can talk about the future we can talk about things yeah. but if you want to get past that security front desk like you're going to have to pay like <laughs> and, and, and like sign the fuck in okay 
Yeah. So the es- the magical esoteric part of it is oh, yeah. how to sign in yeah. at the front desk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am it. The mo- uh, This is one I'll tell you <laughs> that I don't think anyone's going to listen to. But there was a guy I was super into, really into. And we went on three, I thought, like super successful dates, like really, really great. Um, getting, getting no, he said very romantic things to me. Like, I like us. And, um, oh, I, well, hold on. I don't make fun of him. This was great. It was awesome. It made me feel really good. Uh, and, and just that kind of stuff. And then I was like, uh, okay, yeah, this is great. And then he left town, and I was like, okay, well, when you come back, I'd love to see you. Oh, yeah, me too. He never, he didn't want to see me when he got back in town. And and then I find out later that while he was saying all this stuff to me, he must have been saying it to someone else because the next thing is he's in, like, a full-on blown relationship within weeks of having said that to me. With, okay. With, like, a woman who is, a, I don't know, I think she's, like, 10 years younger than me. Okay. Which is like, oh, oh, my God. Like, so that kind of, you know that there's that where you're yeah. like even as much as you want to trust and and believe in people they're they're still you know they have their they have their secrets and so knowing that i was like oh shit well no, okay well yeah i totally misjudged that situation no i well it doesn't sound like you misjudged it it sounds yeah. like you know he maybe approached the uh, front security desk and he wrote down some bullshit and like <laughs> He lied about which uh, yeah. spot he was parking in and yeah. his license plate. And <laughs> exactly. you're like, well, and I was I tried. like, come on up to the 12th floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to step back because I often do this on the podcast and talk kind of about what uh, your notion of your obsession was when you were younger. Because I feel like that's a lot of a oh, lot of yeah. times whatever is obsessed with us is tied to our youth, like most things. Oh yeah. Were you? Uh, did you enter the dating world gracefully? Did you when no, you were y- no. young? Did you Mm-mm. think about it a lot? No, I thought about it all the time. But men, it was men. Men themselves were always like, "What the fuck? Who are? What are those magical creatures?" So, <laughs> so I've actually been only in one long term relationship. I'm 32 and I'm single. And um. And that was like for a year and nine months. And then every other time it's been about a two month relationship or something else that just seemed even if it wasn't a relationship, it was like, oh, we're kind of exclusive. We're not really calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend, but this feels convenient. A limited series event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A limited series event. There was a deadline like he he was graduating college or he was moving out of the country or something like that. (laughs) It always had a deadline. So, yeah, no, I've never been good at. I, I, my M.O. is single, and I didn't even have, like, a boyfriend until I was probably 20. Okay. Um, and and even then, yeah, there there was that deadline of, like, oh, you're going to be graduating soon, so cool. But, no, I, I – the, the obsession has always been there, like, the obsession of, like, finding the person. And, it always, and unfortunately, it does stem from movies and, and, you know, Disney stuff and just – thinking that it's this magical thing. My parents are in a really healthy, good, you know, marriage. And, okay. Um, the bar's high. Let's just say that. And you have a twin and two other sisters? Is that That's right? That's right. Yeah. And shameless plug, we have a podcast called <laughs> Twin Sister, Twin Sister, uh, where all four of us across three different time zones fucking record our podcast. That's amazing. It's amazing yeah. when you think about it. Like, it is a feat. And we're on episode 15, and it's a feat of... Just scheduling endurance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have a couple follow-up questions okay. on that. Uh, a, do do people bring up their podcasts when you go out on dates in Los Angeles? Does that just happen? Um, okay. So right now I'm on Match.com and I'm on Tinder. I, pr- I t- tend to prefer the people on Tinder, actually. Okay. They, they feel like I get along with them better. Um, but uh, the reason I'm telling you that is I get links and and uh you know check this out i've gotten scripts like people will send their people will send <laughs> me their content like it is their little marketing yeah i don't like, know check out my spec I'm script not, and yeah, then i'll meet you for drinks ex- oh, yes 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 i've gotten i've gotten podcasts i've gotten um commercials that i'm in i or i'm in that the guy is in i've gotten yeah. you know tv shows i've gotten reels i've gotten songs <laughs> like just i i i must come off as this like studio executive that people yeah. will just want to pitch their shit to and immediately when they do that i'm like F- fuck off. <laughs> or I have a line. I said, well, I'm sure I said we have nothing but time to compare our media together. It's like some weird blow off line that I use. Oh, that is painful. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Here I thought that there would probably just be people bringing it up 
at an actual date, having drinks or whatever. But no, no, it's it's prior. Oh, yeah, and I think it's meant to impress me. But unfortunately, I have plenty of content too that I'm like, why aren't you asking me about my shit? You don't like I'm not. No, 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 no. I don't want to read your seventy-page, you know, web series. Yeah, that sounds. Which is a true story. Uh, 70, 75 pages. 70, 75 pages. A script for a, a web a series. Five, yeah, a five episode that was pitched to me. Don't worry, it's five episodes. Each episode is, or yeah, I think it was four episodes. Each episode is 10 minutes, so I'm thinking 40 pages. Even that, like, fine, I guess. I was into him, so it was fine. And then I get it in 75 pages, and it was like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, this is just a lot of content to absorb because, like, I can't watch, read, listen, play all the video games I want to do. I can't imagine for dating. No. Have you ever tried it or thought about trying it from the perspective of I'm going to watch their content and I am going to choose, like, I'm a casting director? Uh, I just, like you said, I mean, my job's at Geek and Sundry and Nerdist. Yeah. Like, I have to, I, ha- I feel like I've got to already play it's these video games content, and watch these content, movies. Content, content, yeah. That, that, why... Why would I waste my and also I'm like, do you want notes? Like, what? Wait, why? Why am I reading? Like, am I gonna get into your psyche? Like, is this about you or or me or what? Like, what specifically yeah. is cool about about your your stuff? I I don't I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds painful. And also, like, I've the other thing though. The other thing though, I will say is, if it was the right person, I'd be into it. You know, okay. I think so. If it was just like a short thing and you were like, that's actually intriguing and amazing. And you are too. And like, but before I even know the person they're doing this. So I I am down to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of the stuff you've made. I love creative people. Um, and I want to see the stuff. Yeah. But, but it's. Like I'm, I'm a busy woman. So. You're a busy woman, and up to a point, I think the art that we create, I think the walls are falling a little bit uh, with the popularity of just being yourself and streaming yeah. or whatever. But up to a point, art is still like here is a thing that I have manufactured, and it is a product, yeah. and it is therefore on some level a little bit of a mask, which yeah. is a weird way to start when you're like, I want to go out for drinks and get to really know you. Yeah. And instead, yeah, and here's you're... your song about Dumbledore, which like great, I love those things, but yeah, that's not I, you. Yes, exactly, and and also, do you think that I can't Google? Like, if I'm interested, <laughs> you're you're Googleable. Yeah. I know this. I know this now. All right, so I got down this whole podcast rabbit hole because I was curious I about your sisters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do they? Uh, are you the you are youngest? good at, at jumping back from tangents? You I are, try. You're good at it. Uh, I, Jenny and I are twins. We're the oldest. She's married with three kids, and back in Texas, Angela is a year younger, and she's a lawyer in Buenos Aires. And then Amanda is five years younger, and she's a biologist and dance instructor. Okay, so clearly a very successful family. That's right. Yeah. We're awesome. But you had so four or three sisters, four of you total, to, to talk uh-huh. about and work through dating. Was that a, yeah. a, a like a, a plus to hit <laughs> dating wise? No, we were all. I think we were all kind of slow to. You know, we Jenny and I both didn't date until even college, so we were already at different colleges. Angela, same. Um, Amanda, same. Like, like we. I can talk to I talk more to Angela now since she's she's got a boyfriend, but she's not married with kids like she's more available. Uh, Jenny is like so busy with her marathon. She's an she's works full time as an oil engineer and runs marathons and is a fitness coach and has three babies and and And, a husband. And clearly cloned herself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's (laughs) that person. So so it doesn't know they they, I guess, assist, but it's. Yeah, like the they're all. It's one of those things. We have a thing on a podcast. Oh my gosh, where, where I go, Jenny, and we clipped it out because no one needs to know to know this. Um, <laughs> so but, put it but on it's this so, podcast. So put it on this podcast because it's old. But um, I I was like, I went on a date with a guy, and I'm so excited. And and um, they were like, Oh yeah, how'd it go? And I go, Guys, I think he's the one. And Jenny just goes. Oh. <laughs> like really quiet, and everyone just busts out laughing because I and and we have that moment clipped out, and it's so perfect. It's so perfect. Did you mean it at the time? I did not mean it. You know, like <laughs> like it, it. You get it. I you don't know. I get very excited, and I did. Yeah. yeah like I didn't know the person, so yeah. I mean, kinda. Like okay. on on a certain level. On another level, I was you know healthy about it, and and yeah. I know that I don't know this person, and. Yeah. Okay, cool. But, <laughs> so this this is helping me uh, get a little bit more of a picture. You said that you uh, had this sort of Disney 
mm. obsession, which yeah. I think a lot of us did in our mm-hmm. own different ways, Disney or not. Yeah. Uh, I know I certainly had my own baggage that I think was put on sure. me societally about what relationships and, and marriage should be. Right. Uh, when you try to picture now, like, the end goal of dating, mm-hmm. going to marriage, yeah. not the Disney the prince in a shoe and bullshit, but just yeah. healthy marriage. What What is your your fantasy of your healthy fantasy of marriage? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, the the number one thing it starts with from like now, the first thing I look at, it, I kind of, this is a little too analytical, but I just look at the person and I'm like, and the first question I ask is, can I trust them? Like okay. my gut fucking reaction is is trust. Yeah. And, and, and I don't, the weird thing is I don't know what it would look like. I have no idea. Like it's, I have only been in one long-term relationship and that was fine, but all we did was play video games together and like eat pizza. And there was like, the romance was a little bit lacking. So I think it's kind of <laughs> like that. Like I, I guess I'd love to play video games, but maybe we don't. Like maybe that's my thing. And I date someone a little or marry someone a little more active or, you know, socially inclined or something. Um, the the other thing is I'm so neurotic that that whoever I, I'm definitely looking for someone way more even keeled than me. Okay. And other than that, I I just don't know. Like I I hope, you know, I I I want to feel like myself. I want to be like oh when we're together it feels like I'm just hanging out alone and, and getting my personal time. But other than that, I I have no idea. Yeah. I'm kind of flying blind here. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I think that's a nice, honest answer. Yeah. And it is important to know what you don't want. Uh, yeah. And it's fun to imagine that marriage with a very calm but physically active person. <laughs> sure. Who isn't playing video games yeah. at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though that was a fun, like, those are some of my best memories. Or, like, he, I was playing Civilization and he was playing Red Dead Redemption. So, like, we would check in and be like, how's your Civilization? Fucking great. How's Red Dead? Oh, yeah. I'm killing Still it. Still playing poker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got killed by a bear. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know you well at all, but time management comes up uh, a lot because you do so many different things. Yeah. And obviously, like you you said earlier, that you only have time for like maybe two dates a week. Yeah. Uh, so do would you like it if society had more established dating times? Like if Thursday night just culturally was date night. So it was just No, set. I'll tell you that hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I I I feel like I feel like if they the minute someone says that I'd be like, "Well, fuck that. <laughs> I, that's not my date night. You're going to have to work really hard to find a time for me." You know, like I would I would shoot that in the face real fast. The, part of it is um and you probably are this way too, just things pop up. You've got to be a little fluid. You want to do this shoot, you want to do that, you know, podcast you want to uh, record here you want to shoot there you want to you have this writing meeting it's it's kind of and then your friends want to go to not scary farm so you're like well i yeah like uh, there there are things that pop up literally the day before and the the way my mom was like well don't you just go out on the weekends and i was like no we shoot on weekends like yeah. we, we write on weekends my friends and i play D on weekends like there there are things that happen on the weekends that feel even more in place than during the week yeah. Um, so, so I, 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 I don't really have a problem scheduling it because it is a priority for me, and it's very clear when it's a priority for both people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really, I, I don't worry too much about it. I, I feel like there have been times where I really do want to see the guy, and we just can't meet up for a week and a half. And guess what? We meet a week and a half later. Like it's not a problem. No one's like, oh, you, you hate me because we can't see each other in ten days. It's like no, like we're both busy. And this is how much of a priority you are to me is that I, I, as busy as I am, you got Wednesday a week from now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and that feels good. That feels right. I'm not like shirking on anything else. I'm not making them too much of a priority. I'm not like um, changing my whole life around to, to be with this person who may or may not work out. It's like, no, I do want to get to know you, but let's do it on our time when we both. I've had people, oh my God, this is my, this is my, this is a terrible thing. It happens all the time to me. Um, I get this. Well, I'm like, okay, I, I'm really busy. I could make Saturday night work. And they were like, okay, well, I have a thing Saturday, but I could cancel it. Let me know. And I'm like, 
excuse you let me know like why am i having to tell you to cancel something cancel it if you want to see me or reschedule say a different time or don't cancel it (laughs) and never see me i don't care like like my state like i that's when i get really defensive because i'm like I'm not going to have to owe you now, am I? Yeah. You know, like you're this martyr who is doing me the goddamn favor of <laughs> going out with me. Like, it makes me want to be like, oh, yeah, well, Saturday's busy. Never mind. I Five minutes ago, I just I just got a plan. I, I made a plan and you're not in it. <laughs> uh, I think that's a really good idea to not uh, have emotional uh, being taken sort of emotionally hostage right away. Yeah. At the beginning of yeah. a relationship, that yeah, manipulation. It all the time. It happens all the time. Do you think that is a dating thing or do you think that's a general human or L.A. thing at this point where people want to make other people responsible for their choices? Yeah. I've heard it called shopping for plans where you're like, oh, which plan is better? Like, I won't commit to anything because what if something else comes up? And and yeah, I mean, I don't actually care about the psychological effects. I just know how it makes me feel. It makes me feel shitty. So no thanks. Yeah, it's it's. It might be a human thing. It might just be that person thing. But here's what I actually do believe, because I've I've been the person who's a little crazy. Like, are we is this it? Is this the thing? Or I've also been the person who's a little mean, a little bit standoffish or whatever. And it's just the it's just you have to take into account the person with another person. Like you are only this weird, this weird neurotic person with that person. That person is triggering something in you. Or you're this uh, amazingly pleasant person or you're 100% yourself with this other, like it's very, very um, dependent on the two people together as opposed to you specifically are, you know, uh, I guess the the like um, marriage inclined. Like I, yeah. I guess I'm very marriage inclined when I'm like really like the person, and I'm very weird and neurotic when I don't necessarily trust that person. Yeah, well, that that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Do you do you feel like a date is going well when that? I know what you mean by feeling like you change a little bit depending on the energy you're getting from another person. And yeah. It brings out different parts. Of, yeah. Of, do you, you know what it comes down to is control and how much power you actually feel like you have Yeah. for me. Like if I feel like, okay, we're sharing the power, that's great. When I feel like they have more power, forget it. I am, I am a, I'm so, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> how, is, how does that make you a sociopath? It makes me a sociopath. I, I like go nuts. I'm like, I go into manipulation mode and like, how do I, you know, make them do this thing because I don't have the power. Okay. So by power, do you mean like any sort of like literal uh, power out in the world? Like somebody has. No, is... with me. Power in, in whatever we've got going so on. So total personal interdynamics. If I like, basically, you know, nuts and bolts, if I like him more than he likes me. Okay. Yeah. So this stuff is still going on. Okay, because this is like this is the baggage that I felt like I had to deal with. <laughs> You're like, oh, I recognize this. <laughs> well, I'm, I was curious to see how much things are changing so fast, and I think for the most part, for the better, for gender dynamics. Okay. But I was in general a a, a sensitive, artsy little little guy. <laughs> Not I, I've certainly been an asshole in my life too. Yeah. But generally, that's where it's coming from. And I always want. I was fascinated by dating. I always wanted to date people. Yeah. And as soon as I could, I'd just be like, hey, I like you. Can I draw a picture of you? And I got so much <laughs> feedback from the entire world, men and women, of yeah. like, no, 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 no. You need to play this cool. You need to pretend you're not into it. Yeah, them. yeah. And that's, I mean, that was the thing that the first actual date with, uh, with my wife, with a woman who's now my wife, that was the amazing thing of like, I don't need to play any power dynamic games? That's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's like there all this all of the advice is to protect yourself while you're dating. Yeah. All, any advice that I get, it's only to make sure that I don't crash and burn with the wrong person. Yeah. But when it's the right person, I don't think I think I won't have to overthink anything. I think it'll be very chill and cool and and I just won't have to work that hard yeah. to not be myself. <laughs> yes. Because I think at the core of myself is like, I like you. I like you so much. <laughs> I want to start naming children with you. Like, what's your favorite like name of a kid? I, <laughs> right now, you know, can we talk about this? And, yeah. w- and what does your naked body look like? Let's go, you know, like, let's do it. Let's do everything um, right away. So I like I think- it that it's in that order. What let, what is the name of the art child going to be, and what does your naked body look like in that order? <laughs> so it seems yeah. to me that you actually uh, know a ton about dating. 
right now. Yeah, like, you I, know where to find them. Yep. You know how to keep them in the lobby. Yep, uh, yep. So would, do you give other people advice? Do you feel like you are yeah. a, a dating expert? Uh, sure. Like without having a degree or anything. I, I've, I've run the gamut, you know, as much as you can trust a single 32-year-old woman, you know, yeah. who hasn't ever been in a real long relationship. I, I do feel like it's navigating the open seas of what dating is. I do feel at least confident. Uh, one and 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 recognize like I can pinpoint everything like when girlfriends come to me for advice the main thing I always tell them is uh why are you asking me for advice you already know the answer and they go uh yeah I do um <laughs> the most recent a, a girlfriend came to me and was like I, my friends say he's trash like he has this reputation of this and that and I don't know I just really like him and I was like girl this is trouble he he absolutely is trouble if your friends are telling you this you're asking this question which duh then you should know the answer and she goes yeah, but what if I just want to try it out? I, I no one else is biting. I was like, oh yeah, of course that's that's fine. But but yeah, obviously you know that he's bad. Like you don't have to ask me. You you know he's he's shitty. Yeah. She's like yeah yeah yeah. But but yeah, at this point I I I give a I give a lot of advice. I'm pretty good at it. But at the end of the day, it the the it always comes down to yeah. But if he's not it, then who is? And how do I meet him? And I'm like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I don't know. Who is he and how am I, how am I going to meet him? It always comes back to that. And I, and that's my question, too. And everyone's like, uh, I'm walking away slowly with my arms held up. Yeah. Like, very, very sorry that I cannot help you right now. There is no doctor in the house for that. How would you feel if just like a, uh, this is going to be a weird question, right. like a, a portal opened up in this recording studio? Yeah. In like this otherworldly voice. Whatever you believe in. Oh my God, this, it's Joseph. This knowing voice said, "Here is what the secret is to meeting someone: is just time. You you just have to wait oh, until I'd it happens." I'd say I'd give Would that fucking real... voice a finger and say, "Eat my dick, you asshole! No shit. I'm thir- I've been single for five years. Tick, talk. <laughs> That's what I would say. I would say, take your time, shove it up your asshole, vomit it out, give it to me. I'll take it and poop it out my asshole. Like you, asshole. I hate. I hate that answer. Okay. I, I understand it, and that's absolutely the stupid, stupid answer. But, <laughs> but I would. I would. Abs- I would be really mad, and I'd wait, and I'd just sit back, and I'd be like, well, yeah. Speaking of time, it's time for you to leave. I'm mad at you. <laughs> All right. So you're frustrated with the time idea. That's totally understandable. But yeah. if you if you say it's not just waiting for dumb luck, which I think is another way to say time, that yep. you just meet the right person yep. at the right time, does that does that leave you hunting for some magical answer? Um, no, not really. Here here's where I am right now. Last year I actively did not date because it was messing with me in, okay. in a very real way. I was I was like belittling belittling myself for not having a relationship. I was like yeah. I suck because no one wants to date me and no one likes me and people would be like, but they do want to like you and I'm like, yeah, but not them. <laughs> You know, not those people. So then, it, but it was all in my head, and I was definitely thinking of myself as less of a person for not having a relationship. I think welcome to being a thirty-year-old woman. I, yeah. I think that sounds normal. Maybe it's not. But anyway, that was that was a hundred, that was very real for me. So I said I picked an arbitrary number. I like binary numbers. I wanted um, a number that uh, of days that would be difficult. Um, so I picked two hundred days because okay. I like I would have done a hundred days. Except for I was like three months. I could probably accidentally not date for three months. Um, so let's make that six months. Like where, where I literally turned down every single person. They can wait. You know, if yeah. they're right, they'll be there at the end of it. And I didn't date for for two hundred days. And and you know what? I didn't meet anybody, and no one was compelling. And and I was like, okay, so I did that. I think I got a little healthier about you know my perception of myself. But then I was like, but. I'm not meeting anyone. So I want to I want to meet somebody but also not get fucked in the head of when it doesn't work out. Like okay. I want to I, I still want to meet people. I want to see what I like, what I don't like, how I am with these different people, and that's where the idea of like having a lobby came into play where okay. I I could be a healthy, full person um without revealing or or diving so far into another person. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I know you're a big fan of D and D. You brought it up as one of the obsessions you could have. Yes. Do you would you like it if if dating had more rules? Like there, if there's like a manual for D like D and D for dating. Um. I mean, yeah. Like, I I I guess 
but I feel like I've come up with my own manual at this point. Okay. You know, like, like I worked so good. If somebody released the manual for dating now, I'd be really pissed. It's like, oh, you know what it's like? <laughs> it's like knowing that we're going to see um, the Kessel Run. Right. We're going to see it. That sucks because I grew up my whole life kind of imagining this weird thing of what the Kessel Run is. Okay. And I made up my own Kessel Run and now I'm going to be told what it is. You know, like <laughs> I, I did all the goddamn work. No one consulted me. And now kids are going to grow up knowing exactly what the Kessel Run is. It's not fair. Okay. It's going to kill the kids' imagination. Yeah. And I worked really hard to come up with my dating manual. So if somebody came out with it today, I'd be I'd be... I'd be livid. I'd be livid and be like, where were, <laughs> yeah, speaking of time, where were you 20 years ago? <laughs> All right. So if you were going to write your own dating manual yeah. that uh, functioned like D&D, that had a bunch of rules that could kind of guide you Joseph, on adventures. Hold on. I You should know this about me. I actually, um, I've, been, I've read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of like podcasts and stuff about dating and, and, and a lot of, this is where I am. I have and this is healthy, by the way. This is considered like a good thing. I have a a very functional, complete, thorough list of what I'm looking for, um, it, what I what I want in a relationship, what I need in a relationship, what I hope for in a relationship, okay. like, and and then alternatively, what I can give, what I need to give in a relationship, and what I what I yeah hope to give you in a relationship, plus the deal breakers. When I'm on. When I'm on these dating sites, I don't meet up with anyone without sending them at least the deal breakers. Sometimes, if they're interested, the entire list. And it's like a okay. hundred fucking things. Like 100 it's a hundred deal breakers? No, no. The deal breakers are like, I don't know, less than 10. Okay. Like a handful of deal breakers. But I, I'll always send them the deal breakers. I will not meet up with anyone who doesn't know what the deal breakers are because what's the point? Yeah. Um, and they love it. Like, people love it. And the people who are actually interested, they're like, yeah, let, show me the big list. Show it to me. <laughs> I, I want to. I just want to see. And, 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 like, I've actually gotten, wow, this list is hot. And it is, like, not hot at all. It's like, you better be this, 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 and I better be able to be this, this, this. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, when you— So that's my dating manual is kind of like, I, I am so upfront— Right away, it's only intimidating to the people who don't check those, who don't check the boxes and the deal breakers. Okay, it's only it's only offensive to them. And I tell them like, I am not judging you. I just know from personal experience, I've dated these types of people, and we both will not have a good time if you are this person. Okay, can I ask you what any of the deal breakers sure, are? Sure, um, one of them. I feel like I always have to say it, but if they have a history of. Um, Sexual abuse, uh, rage issues, um, any abuse of like alcohol and substance abuse, because I've dated these people and, and, and it makes me very nervous. Um, if, oh, here's the big one that people take a lot of offense to is if they've cheated on someone. Here's the caveat. If you've cheated on someone and you know it was, you did it once and you know it was a terrible thing and you're yeah. coming at it from like, fuck me, I, I was such a coward. I, oh my God, I've never, I'd never do it again. Mm. I, th- I was young and dumb and, and just so, I, I hope you understand. Like, I have learned so much from that experience. That's the right way, at least, to come at it. But I've gotten so many people who I have that on the list, like, you better not have cheated on someone. Yeah. And they'll be like, all right, here's the thing. I, I dated, I cheated on my, you know, five year girlfriend, but. It was with the girl who became my four-year girlfriend, and I'm I'm single again. But and I'm like now we're justifying it. Like I I will go I will turn into a stalker on your phone. I I I've dated that person, and and I don't trust you. Yeah, it, it comes back to trust. The other thing that actually gets a lot of people like I don't know. I guess it's fine to say it's a little embarrassing. But I was raised Catholic, and I I don't know if I believe necessarily. I'm definitely at the at at least an agnostic. But I don't think I could date an atheist. The main thing is I want to raise my kids some version of Christian. Okay. And I know that for a fact. I think it was awesome and, and like, growing up that way. And people people who are atheists, I just don't want – they just kind of – I'm like, I don't – I just don't know. I don't actually care what their religion is as long as they believe in something and as long as we can raise our kids Christian and they're not over in the corner going, Mommy's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, I think that would be a little problematic. <laughs> but that's on there, you know, and I it's it's kind of weird. It's always weird. It's always weird yeah. to say. That's the one that's like, oh, man, it's weird. It's just weird to say. But yeah. people, you know, the people I the people who I've gone out with, um, they read it and they're like, I am agnostic at best. And I'm like, OK, well, here's the reasoning. I just don't want you know, I, I want this and I don't want this to be a discussion years later when yeah. we're about to get married. And then you're like, what? No. 
um, because I don't think it's that it's it's I don't know if it's common or not common, but people have that. That's just something I know I want, and I don't want to have that conversation years later. Yeah. Um, but but I actually think that's a big one that kind of limits my my choices, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, your your list of deal breakers all seems like very very solid. Oh, big there's for another real one stuff. that's kind of sexy. <laughs> there's the one that the one that's kind of sexy is um. Uh, I'll just say reciprocation is a must. That's that's a must because I've I've gone down that route where it was not a must and and it was very weird. It was like a bad metaphor. So okay, yeah. that seems totally reasonable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a nice solid list Thank of you. reasonable deal breakers. Yeah. I think. So if you're gonna put this together and package your manual for other people to use, yeah. What would you call it? Like the name of it? Yeah. Like. I don't understand. Like, I have to come up with, like, a clever movie title of, of what this thing is. You could. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, don't Get Fucked. <laughs> How about that? It would be called Don't Get Fucked, Amy Vorpal's Guide to, to Dating and um, Not Going Down a Rabbit Hole of Sadness. <laughs> I think a lot of people would buy that. <laughs> not necessarily, like, literally. Like, everyone, I don't know, have, have as much sex as you want, but... But yeah, like don't don't let someone like fuck you over. You know? Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck yourself. Yeah, nah, I'm gonna keep it with that. Don't get fucked <laughs> by Amy Vorpal. I like the uh, rabbit hole of sadness uh, subtitle. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a good subtitle for anything. Thank you. We're gonna move on to our how obsessed are you questions. Uh, so these are questions that I ask all of my different guests over all the podcasts. Uh, sometimes they match better with the topic than others. Dating's a little bit of a different topic, so some of these will be extra weird. It'll be fun. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you think about dating every day? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, even when you took your your two hundred days off, was it? Oh, I took those two hundred days off so that I could find someone. Yeah, I was very honest with myself. I'm like, I'm doing two hundred days of not of not dating. With the sole purpose that I, at the end of these 200 days, I will have met someone that is worth dating after those 200 days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you thought about it extra when you weren't dating. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Would you write a poem about your dating life? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've written songs about, maybe not, you know, yeah, I I would. The okay. short answer is absolutely. So you, you've written songs uh, about yeah. your dating experiences? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've got a few. Most of most of my songs are about Dungeons and Dragons, but they're- <laughs> Are they metaphors? Loves, uh, no, no. Those are- I love D&D so much that there's no metaphor needed. Okay. Um, but the- No, dating- Yeah, I've, I have a handful of songs, and I have a songwriting partner, too, and love songs are the easiest things to write. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like- Are, are most of them about- Frustration, heartbreak, or are they positive songs? Oh, they are. They are ballads of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna be totally honest, in the rabbit hole, it, didn't, Amy it didn't work out again. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's is that real? No, that one's not real. <laughs> I think it I, didn't I, work out again. I would have listened again. to that in my teens and <laughs> my twenties. Basically, I'm walking like a, I'm not Taylor Swift, but God, you know, the songwriter wants to be. Yeah, and, but I mean, like romance and dating songs should be relatable, and I, that yeah. that the I it happened again, yeah. or it didn't happen again. I actually, if you know Sarah Bareilles, she actually has a bunch of really sad songs that are just like really great, but she doesn't have a lot of love songs. In fact, anything about love is actually pretty dour. And and a fan actually approached her and was like, "Can you write a love song? I want to play one of your songs at my wedding, and I can't play any of these." <laughs> and she she actually did. She wrote she wrote a very beautiful love song called "I Choose You." But she yeah, that wasn't where she went to first. Was like the good part of loving someone. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably yeah. so. Okay, so that's a natural way that you would express your your feelings about dating is yep. putting it uh, in a poem with music. Which, speaking of that, the most romantic song in the whole world is "Can't Help Falling in Love with You" by Elvis Presley because of the one line, uh, "Take my hand, take my whole life too." Oh yeah, that line that is the best lyric in yeah. all of songs. Take my hand, come past my security desk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, would you buy any collectibles based on your dating life? <laughs> Oh my God! No, no. You don't want any action figures? I don't want stamps? any any memories. I want them to die. I want those memories to go far, far away. No, no. 
In retro, like imagine it's uh, ten years from now and you've been happily married for a while. Would you want any any uh, way to remember the experiences? I don't know. I used to do. I used to write on dates where I felt really really good. I would write about the date and about him, and I just wanted to remember that moment. And I've stopped doing that because even I know that especially when it feels like really good, it ends very quickly too. So I I kind of. No, no. I I think especially in the first few months, it, it'd be nice to remember the good stuff the way I remember it. Okay. Um. And and you know, I, I've I've just had too many bad experiences of writing stuff down and then and then you know having it, which is like I don't want this. Right. And then you come upon it later and like, yeah. has different context. But, yeah. And if it's and if it's successful and it works out, like I'll, I'll write it later. I think like I, I it's not like I'm gonna forget. You know. I but no. I I would I would rather. I think I would rather have that for me. Okay. Yeah, cool. like you know, heart of the ocean type shit. Like no <laughs> one, no one gets to have that. No one. No, I don't want anything tangible representing um, that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Would you throw a dating themed birthday party? Where, like all your friends come over and you oh just. Oh my god! I hate that I'm pausing and thinking about this. <laughs> uh, um. N- no, I don't think I would. I think that would creep creep everyone out including myself do you have friends that are in a similar place to you right now where they're going through the dating adventures yeah yeah would you have a party that's just those friends so you could all just commiserate no because what's weird as it uh, is okay this is going to be very honest but i i judge them as much as i judge myself okay it's like well what's wrong with us you know what's wrong with me what's wrong with you I know that's not a healthy thing to, but like, why are we single? What is this common denominator thing that's happening with the people, you and me, and we're all, you know, around each other and what's going on here? So I don't, I I would rather not think that, think that at all. Like, I don't want to judge anybody, um, especially people who have the exact same problem that I do. Uh, And I, and I don't want to bring that to light. It's more like I'm really working really hard to be above that. Okay. Uh, If, yeah, like right now it's negative, right? Because I'm like single. So I'd rather it be not negative. Right. You and, don't want to have a common denominator party where you're looking around and saying, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I understand what you mean. It, it is tempting to think, like, there has to be this concrete reason. And if I yeah. can figure it out, like, uh, I'm solving a science, you know, puzzle. Yeah. It's it's. I, I know that we're all different people. We all have our own shit going on. So, let you know, we're independent women. We don't need anybody, especially <laughs> not men, even though, you know, we're all like, okay, where is he and how do I meet him? Yeah. 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 And I won't say anything about time. Uh, yeah, yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> that portal is closed. No, yeah, you go into your portal and, and <laughs> fuck yourself. Would you fight about dating with a loved one at a holiday dinner? Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds like drama. Yeah. Um, Probably not, but, like, oh, God. I, like, I've never been in a relationship where we fought yeah. e- even at all. So I guess not. I've never, I mean... Arguably, never been in a relationship, but I'm a, I'm an excellent communicator, so no, I would be able to yeah harness that yeah. and go to a holiday party. Yeah, I'm better I'm better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if somebody else uh, now, it sounds like your family is uh, supportive and and all that totally. But uh, would you fight with someone else about your? Would you take your interest in dating and your opinions to a level of fighting with someone else? Oh, in a sort I of see public what you're setting? saying. I see, and so not necessarily with my date. Um. In a public setting, there's only one person that I think I would just go ham on and I wouldn't give a fuck. And it's it's my weird <laughs> uncle. My weird uncle. I would have some opinions and I'd be like, I don't give a fuck what any of you think. You are wrong. I'm not going to say his name, but I okay. don't like him. Yeah, I, I understand weird uncles. Yeah. I think that, that really should be the answer to that question. <laughs> Every time I ask anybody, would you fight with your weird uncle? I'm really like, yeah. Yeah, but no. If anyone was like being contrarian about anything, I would just be like, mm, "Interesting," and move on. I, yeah, who, who, who actually cares? No one okay. gives a shit. Here's my. Here's another point that I think is like when I tell someone, it's like um, people feel the way you tell them to feel. So if I said, "Oh my God, I'm pregnant!" Oh, I'm so excited. They'd be like, "Holy shit, I'm so happy for you." But instead of if I was like, "Whoa, I, uh, I just found out I'm pregnant and I am not handling it well," they'd be like, "Fuck, fuck, are you okay?" But like. You know, it's like the same information, but I'm telling them how to feel. Right. So if I was like, I'm single, baby, they're like, yeah, go, you conquer the world. And instead, if, if it's more like, 
um, I'm single. It's fine, I guess. They're like, oh, you'll find someone. You know, like. Right. It's. Right. So I, I think if they came at me with, um, you know, you're wrong about dating or however they came at me, I'd be like, oh, whatever. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. it's the way people talk about movies, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're going to learn about the Kessel Run. Oh, you're saying that. We're going to learn about the Kessel Run. <laughs> Wait, would, would you have a weigh in on that? Oh, on the Kessel Run? Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I've read about it in the I imagine it as a child. Then I read about it in a, in a book that isn't canon anymore. Yeah. And if we have to Kessel Run, we have to Kessel Run. <laughs> so be it. I'm trying I to see. accept things, trying I to be see. healthy. No, I'm I'm a little bitter about it. <laughs> I understand. Uh, <laughs> if you showed up for a date that you were very excited for, but your date was being cradled by a bear, would you try to get your date away from the bear? I told you some of these were weird. <laughs> I okay. I my sister lived in Alaska, my twin, and she's got actually like, if it's a black bear, I think you're supposed to. I can't remember if it's a if I think it's a black bear. You're just supposed to. No, I don't think I would. I don't, especially not a first date. I'd be like, (laughs) I, I can't. I could at this point in my life, I could not care less about you. Like I can't. Right. This is already too dramatic. Okay, so you can add that to your list of deal breakers. If you're being held by a bear when I arrive, I mean, I can't deal with that. Yeah, and maybe that's a metaphor. It's like I, I don't, I cannot tolerate your drama. If you, I don't know. I don't even want to know the circumstances that got you into this position. (laughs) I, I have a life to live, and and you're you're you weren't a part of it before tonight. Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be a part of it later. Like bye. Like good. Good luck. I have so many other problems to deal with. I think that's a fine answer. You and your bear can fuck off. Into the time portal. Yeah. Uh, if This is the final how obsessed are you question. If every time you went on a, a really good date, another couple somewhere broke up, would you still want to go on good dates? Joseph, 100%. 100%. Call me selfish, but that... Everyone, yeah, fuck them. So I, I deserve it. I deserve it. <laughs> I deserve good dates. Uh, fair enough. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise can you make to sum up your obsession with dating? Mm, la, 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 la. <laughs> is that the thought of what it is actually going to feel like? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good fucking date. That's like, that's like when we choose our song. Oh. Which I, I've never had a, a boyfriend. I've never had a boyfriend on, on Valentine's Day. I've never been home. That's a lie. I had one boyfriend on Valentine's I had one guy on Valentine's Day. I've never been home for their home or my home on a holiday. Either oh, wow. Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or anything else that people celebrate. No one has ever, like I've never been with um, his family. He's never been with my family on a holiday. So there are these milestones that I'm like, you know, we'll know when it's, yeah, you know. And then you will make that sound. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Out loud. Yeah, I, I mean, at the core, I actually don't mind being, you know, I, I'm a little bit, I want to say, I want to say it's not annoying or, or dumb, it's more adorable the way I think about, you know, marriage and dating. I could see how it's a little annoying and dumb for other people, but yeah, it's more like, yeah, Disney princess would be so love. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, being a married person, that is one of the nice things when it works out to yeah. be able to indulge in some of those things that do seem kind of like dumb and yeah. cheesy from the outside. Yeah. And you're like, eh, I am in a totally safe space, so I can be dumb and cheesy and make Aww, weird noises. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Aww. Um, I asked people to rate their obsession on a scale of one to seven, just because I like seven. Mm-hmm. So uh, out, of, out of seven... Seven being the highest, one being the lowest. How obsessed are you with dating? How obsessed? Not like how obsessed. Like, are you sure it's a? It's not rating dating. It's not rating dating as an entity. It's no, it's rating your my obsession, obsession level. It. Yeah. Um. At this point in my life, it's it's up there. I I wish it were lower, but I think it's a seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wish it were. I wish I am working really hard. You know, I'm busy. I'm like keeping busy and everything. But but the driving force. Um. Yeah, if I'm honest, if I'm you know being super candid, which why not? It's 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 a seven. Yeah, sure. well, that's totally understandable because yeah. it is something that is obviously very very important to you. Yeah. So you are trying to deal <clears throat> with it. You are processing it in lots of ways. You have a manual. <laughs> it's got a great title. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's very healthy. DGF, <laughs> not DTF. Indeed. Although. So. Plugs. Where can people find you? Great. Thanks. Um, I'm at Vorpal Sword on Instagram and Twitter. And that's at V-O-R-P-A-H-L, sword. Um, 
I'm I'm on Nerdist and Geek and Sundry quite often. Geek and Sundry um, is Darren and Amy have to do a morning show. Uh, Nerdist and Geek and Sundry is Mothership, and and that's Thursdays at five thirty p.m. Pacific. I'm the writer for that show, and I get to host the the challenge every week. Uh, and then I'm on smattering of other D. I'm on oh I'm on D and D's Twitch. So that's Twitch.tv slash D N D. Um, and I'm playing D and D for D and D on D and D's channel on, <laughs> on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific. And guys, I I really like doing my podcast with my sisters. So yeah. it's twin sister, twin sister, and we post all, everything on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. The reason we call it twin sister, twin sisters, just imagine there's a comma in between everything. So there's a twin, there's a sister, there's a twin, there's a sister. There's four of us, and. Um, yeah, you can search for us there, or you can follow us on Twitter, at TwinSisterPod. That's awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks for letting me plug all that. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Here's some quick plugs uh, for this show, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out my Star Wars podcast, Force Center, where we'll have Kessel Run opinions, I'm sure. <laughs> for info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, all that stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, so final questions. Okay. If you could shoot one of the following things out of your hands, which would you choose? Bees or whiskey? Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Shoot them? Yeah. Out of your hands. Like with a gun? No, out of your hands. Like a superpower. Shoot them out of my... Oh, I see. I thought... I was, <laughs> so I was holding them. I was holding it in my left hand and shooting with my gun. I'm like, well, I'm going to hit the whiskey. Because <laughs> that's actually a target. I don't know how I'm going to hit a bee. Okay, I see. I see. Uh, oh, fair. Shoot it out of your hands like you're a sharpshooter. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I see, thought. See, I'm just so used to a superhero uh, thought perspective. Oh, my God. Totally. And I should be, but oh... Uh, okay, so I guess yeah, still stands. It still stands. Uh, anything, anything liquid based seems a little more powerful. Okay, yeah. and would you use it for yourself to drink whiskey, or would no, you want I don't, it to? No, I'd uh, actually no, I'd use it as an attack. Okay, uh, <laughs> and I, I guess they could drink it if they wanted to, but I, I would use it forcefully <laughs> and aggressively. <laughs> I actually don't really like whiskey, okay. but bees, bees to me don't. I don't know why they don't seem threatening, but and I don't know why I assume that it has to be aggressive. But yeah, it, it, we're definitely in battle, and you're getting whiskey shot at you. <laughs> this is part of the reason I like these weird questions, just to see what assumptions people make. Yeah. Oh, how can I hurt someone? Ah, oh, forceful whiskey, forceful whiskey blast to the face. Powerful stream of Jameson. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, next question is: If one piece of furniture in your home, also party tricks is yeah. the other thing, because like you can juggle it and like and like make it, you know, like fountains. You oh know? yeah! You can control the, yeah. that shit, and where bees, it would, it would just—they would come out. You know, they just go wherever they want. They would, yeah, they would have. You would produce them, and that's kind of cool. Um, and you know, good for the environment. But <laughs> you know, with the control you would have is very minimal. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, so, next question: If one piece of furniture in your home could be sentient, what would you want to be sentient? I have a dragon lamp by my bedside okay. table, and and I just like I really like it. I'm and also the other thing is I touch I touch it a lot because it's a metal it's a metal thing yeah. where you tap it and it goes it goes bright one bright two bright three and then off. Okay, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Does that yeah. Make Th- that's how you control the brightness. Yeah. yeah. Um and and like any. I don't know. I like. Th- I have so many dragons at my house, uh, but that's my favorite <laughs> dragon thing. And I think, uh, you know, it's been it's been with me through a lot. It's seen me on my darkest days, but also I'm always the happiest when I'm reading in bed. So okay, yeah. And you're 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 tapping your your dragon lamp. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, so if your dragon lamp uh, were sentient, okay. What kind of a attitude or or uh, oh would my you, god, would you want he would to just have, be your little buddy. Oh my god, he would be like well, kind of, but he'd be hot too. He'd be like he'd be like a Benedict Cumberbatch, um, like so, so intelligent, and he would give me puzzles and riddles to solve. I think, and it would be like a really cool way to go to bed at night. Would be like you know doing some puzzles. Okay, so you you like tap him the normal amount of times to turn the light off, and then one more tap, and then he suddenly he's like, "I have a puzzle for you." And I'd be like, "Give it to me, <laughs> yeah," because I do. Uh, we were my uh, my big um, point of view about dragons is Smaug is the best dragon. 
and drakes are better than any other dragon. And Chinese dragons and Asian dragons actually suck real bad. I don't like them. <laughs> the only thing that I like about them is um, I think I don't actually know which type of dragon it is, but they've got whiskers. Yeah. I would take that for any dragon. Like a drake with whiskers, with those big like okay. trailing whiskers, that would be f- fucking rad. So your dragon lamp would come to life and grow whiskers if it doesn't already have them. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it would be a drake, not a wyvern, and it would be great. <laughs> nice. The final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh. Um it's feeling it's a place where you feel like you belong. Okay. So, uh like do you mean that in terms of uh with another person or even with yourself if you're like It usually involves another per I I think it involves another person because you always belong with yourself but I I I've talked to plenty of people and and I feel the same way that like belonging is really hard, especially as an adult. Yeah. Um, because in college you're told where you belong. You like go to those classes and and you have this group of friends. But yeah, feeling like you belong, it, it has. To, I think it has to involve another person. Otherwise, yeah, you belong at home. You belong with yourself. Um, but but I and I've also answered this question when people are like, why do you care so much about marriage? What is that about? Like, why do you give a shit? Like, it's, there are so many people who don't even want to be married. And I think it's that it's like, no matter where I go, I will belong with that person because yeah. we swore it. <laughs> and They can't get out of it. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think that would be. Yeah. Wh- whether it's dating or, or, or just a friendship, it's, yeah. it's a person that it's a, it, I think 100 percent it's a person yeah. who you feel like you belong with. That makes sense uh, to be with a person, but it also just makes sense kind of uh, career wise. And in the 21st century, uh, people like yourself who have many, many talents yeah. trying lots of different things. Yeah. You can do lots of different things. Sure. That's different than in like older times where like, well, you got your one job and then you go to work and that's where you're supposed to be. Right. So right. I think that search for belonging is something that that a lot of us are looking for in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we all tap our dragon lamp and <laughs> try to get it to the exact right brightness. So we feel like we're home. I, I feel like you're stretching with that metaphor, but I... <laughs> yeah, you know I need to wrap up the podcast, so I'm just going to try to make it nice and peaceful. But... Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to call you out on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I will say, for me, happiness is being called out at the end of my podcast. Thank you very much for doing this. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I can't believe this has been... Uh... Over an hour. I, like, it flew by. Thank you, Joseph. Good. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.